kindness. The word in Hebrew is chesed, which means doing kindness to another human being, doing kindness to the world, and even doing kindness to yourself. This attribute of kindness began and was introduced by our very first forefather, Abraham. Abraham, who has earned the title as being the first Jew, because Abraham recognized God at a very young age, at three years old, when Abraham looked up to the heavens and saw the stars and the moons and the sun and realized that it couldn't have just happened by itself. There has to be a creator of the world. And thus Abraham began proclaiming and introducing godliness to the world. His whole belief system, his faith system, was synchronized with his actions. It was about kindness. Abraham taught the world of the definition of kindness. Kindness has so many levels. Fundamental levels of just being kind, kind-hearted, being kind to others, all the way through unconditional kindness, the ultimate of kindness. Abraham grew up in a house of idol worshippers. His family history wasn't from the most glamorous history pedigree, but rather Abraham's father was a known idol maker. He did not grow up with these attributes. These are attributes he developed on his own. And as he developed it, it became part of him that he not only taught it, but he lived it as well. So in the Jewish history, there are three fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham was known for his kindness. That's what he stood out mostly. And he demonstrated it when he pitched a tent. And the tent was a tent that had four doors to it. So that Abraham was able to welcome travelers from the four corners of the world. As people would travel, they saw that he had an open house. Literally, his house was open from all four corners. All four walls were open. And thus, Abraham would welcome all the wayfarers, all the travelers, those that needed some shelter and those that needed some food. Abraham's wife, Sarah, would prepare the food and she would welcome the travelers. She would look after the woman. 
Abraham would look after the men, giving each what their needs were. When a person finished eating and enjoying the incredible hospitality of Abraham and Sarah, they would say thank you. And Abraham would say, don't say thank you to I and my wife Sarah, because we did not create these wonderful foods. We may have cooked them and prepared them for you, but we didn't create them. The proper thanks should go to God Almighty, the creator of heavens and earth. And thus, they have established the concept that whenever we have a meal and you eat food, at the end of the meal, we don't just get up and leave, but we pause and we look up to the heavens and we say, thank you, God, for providing us this wonderful food. Till this very day, in every Jewish home, there is an actual prayer, a prescribed prayer that we have been reciting after every meal thanking God for the beautiful kindness, the generous kindness of the wonderful, beautiful food that, that we live with, that we enjoy. So this is the kindness that Abraham and Sarah taught us how to be kind to each other. Now this attribute of kindness is a nature that needs to be nurtured. To some, it doesn't come natural. To some, we have to overcome some of our innate tendencies that we are born with to be able to break through some barriers to be able to have kindness in our heart. Some people are born with it naturally, a kind heart from birth. But some of us need to work on ourselves. And that's okay, because that has been our journey in this world. To be able to overcome our natural traits, our natural tendencies. As human beings, we are not all robots. We are not all created with the exact same emotions, with the exact same outlooks, with the exact same predispositions. On the contrary, God created each one of us individually. Each one of us has our own program, the way we have been pre-programmed. Some of us have been blessed with a tremendous amount of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. We're able to study easily and we're able to understand academically easy. Some of us have to struggle. Some of us are naturally kind and want to be kind to others. Some of us have to work on that. But we have been taught that those who work, who have to work on themselves to reach a certain level of kindness is even greater than the one that was born with it. Thus, the virtue of kindness is a virtue that we need to exercise on a day-to-day -day basis. And throughout our journey of life, and from morning to night, 
to always have in back of our mind the voice that helps us be kind. Be kind to the next person. Be kind in any way possible. There is such great gratification when we're able to truly practice kindness with another person. Especially when it's hard. Especially when no one even knows about it. When you do a kindness without any recognition whatsoever. That is in Hebrew called chesed shal emes, which is the truest amount of kindness. A kindness that when a person doesn't say thank you or can't say thank you. Such categories is visiting a very ill person who is unable to communicate to say thank you, but yet you visit them to be there at their bedside. Or to go to a funeral service where the deceased cannot say thank you. And so many other ways of doing kindness that we can do that only you and God knows that you did that kindness. That is the greatest level of kindness. To do it with absolutely no recognition. And it's okay to be recognized for your kindness. A lot of people deserve recognition. They deserve the accolades. They deserve the honor of, uh, of, of all that they have done for others. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's even good to accept the honor to inspire others to follow. But that is an attribute that we ought to think about. What's needed more now in our generation than ever before of being kind, just exhibiting kindness to another person. People have gone through very difficult times in their life. People have had very difficult trials and tribulations. And we have a choice to be kind to them or to be mean to them. And we know as our children grow up, one of the first things we teach them is kindness. Don't be mean to your fellow classmates, to your friends. Rather, be kind. In the great Talmud, there's a verse that quotes, Olam chesed yibana. The world can only be built with kindness. And what we have seen, that when we are kind to others, it becomes a reflection. The kindness comes right back to us. We have an opportunity to transform, to transform a moment that could be a moment of meanness to a moment of kindness. And thus, each one of us is on that mission to be able to stand up to the moment whenever possible to do kindness. The, from the moment we awaken until we go to sleep, we have two voices. That's a battle that God created us with. One is called the Yetzer Hatov, the positive inclination. And then it's the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination. 
and they were both battling for your attention. And as a matter of fact, they put you in a circumstance where the temptation is so great that you really don't know which way to go. Because both forces are pulling you like in a tug of war. You have an opportunity to gossip. You have an opportunity to criticize someone. You have an opportunity to really get at this, this strange satisfaction uh, of tearing someone down, which you wonder why is it so, why, why, why is it momentarily feels so good to criticize someone, to gossip about someone and to tear someone down? Well, why is that so pleasurable? That's because it's coming from the evil inclination. But if you take that exact opportunity and you flip it, and instead of tearing the person down, you actually give them a compliment. And instead of gossiping about something negative that you have read or heard, but you rather say something complimentary. What you have just done is kindness. You have transformed evil into goodness, into kindness. And you never know what that act of kindness has had an effect not only on the recipient, but on the whole world. The ripple effect by being able to do kindness with another person, that person will pass forward the kindness. And if you look back in your life journey and you could think of a moment that you sacrificed negativity to kindness, then you could trace the true reward of kindness and its ripple effect. I want to share with you a, an event that happened with me. I believe this was 1986 or 1987. I get a phone call from a colleague of mine, of a rabbi. This was, I believe, a Sunday morning. Calls me up and says, Hey, I just got a call that there's going to be a circumcision event at a city nearby, which is about 40 minutes from here, a city called Vista. And he called me up and he said, You know, would you like to join me? Would you like to come along with me just to keep me company? And I had that defining moment where I could have said, eh, well, I have other things to do. Or say, you know what? I have a chance to do kindness. I have a chance to do a chesed, a kindness with a fellow colleague. Why not help him out? I did not know that by me submitting myself to assist my colleague in just being a drive along, just to be a companion without, it, without really any function, just to keep him company at this, uh, at this uh, circumcision ceremony, would have had a life-changing experience for me, my family, our community, and thousands of people. 
Imagine that. One act of kindness had this tremendous ripple effect. And I will explain it as follows. When my colleague picked me up and drove me to the city, Vista, to attend the circumcision by a family called Ezekiel Moses, the only Moyel, which is the one who performs the circumcision, is in Los Angeles. There were none in San Diego. It's about a three-hour drive from Los Angeles. However, this particular Moyel, this particular individual who was performing the ceremony, got caught up in traffic. So we are waiting about an hour and a half after the appointed time. During that hour and a half, I began mingling with the guests that were there. And during those meetings, I met with a couple, namely Mr. Ed and Kathy Altman, who has a two-year-old son. They just moved to San Diego. And in conversation, they said they just moved to Rancho Bernardo, where we were living. And they were looking for a preschool. And I said, well, we are opening up our preschool this summer. Why don't you join us in our preschool? And Mrs. Kathy asked for the address. I gave her my phone number and the address. And after this event, we reconnected. And she met me on the property where we are going to opening up, open up a preschool. She arrives and she looks down and she sees an empty lot. And she says, Rabbi, you said there's going to be a preschool here. I says, yes, there will be. Come September, the preschool will be open. She says, but it's an empty lot. I says, I know. We have modular buildings that are going to be delivered next week. And we will have our preschool. The modular buildings were delivered. Preschool opened up. And the Altmans enrolled their son, Jesse, into our two-year-old program. Mrs. Kathy wanted to learn more about her Judaism. And I began teaching her. When one day she saw that I was very preoccupied in my class, she asked me what's going on. And I said that the children's playground is arriving today. And it's COD. And I don't have the funds for it. She asked me how much was it? And I said $10,000. After our Torah class, she left. She came back an hour later with a $10,000 check. This began a journey of a relationship with the Altmans in our community, where eventually our preschool tripled in size. We added a senior center program. Our congregation grew. Eventually, we 
built a 25,000 square foot building in 1996 dedicated to the Altman family who gave the seed matching funds to be able to build this community center. Since 1996 till today, hundreds of children have been educated. Thousands of individuals have come through our doors and studied, prayed, been inspired, had all the spiritual and social needs taken care of. We have generations who have benefited from the time at our community center. And it all began from a phone call. Can you join me as a companion to ride along with me to a circumcision event? I often think about that. This is the demonstration of one act of kindness had such a ripple effect that is felt till this day. And I often think about that, that many times when an opportunity comes your way, think of the challenge between both voices to do or not to do. Kindness or meanness, kindness or complacency or apathy. Take the route of our forefather Abraham. Be kind. When you're kind to yourself, you are kind to others. As our sages have taught us, a soul can descend to this earth for 70 or 80 years with the sole purpose of doing a kindness to another person. Be kind and kindness will run after you. May God bless you. God loves you.